Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code RTFP to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a teaching tutorial Thursday presented, of course, by DraftKings. Class is in session with Professor Greg Cosell from NFL Films University. Cannot wait to talk with Greg about some of these big games this weekend in the NFL. Really, really looking forward to it. Tomorrow already, I'll be spreading the word via social media, or at least I'll be giving away a winner who spreads the word via social media, although that's not really social media this week. It's just rating and reviewing the show on your podcast app. Five stars preferably, but I guess that's up to you. And then sending me the screenshot, Ross at RossTucker.com. So many awesome sponsors to take advantage of this week. Symbols, amazing. Masterworks, you're looking to diversify your portfolio. Athletic Greens, looking to diversify your diet. And then the YouTube shout out, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Just subscribe and comment. I'll do a video specifically for you, your family, whatever. Patron of the day, Jeff McCarty. Patreon.com slash RT Media. Join the revolution. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. He's also the executive producer of the critically acclaimed NFL matchup show on ESPN. Check him out at Greg Cosell on social media. We do have a game tonight, Greg, Atlanta and Carolina. You know what's interesting? I'm just not – I got to be honest with you. I I don't know. I don't watch it because that's what I do. Yeah. But when I think about tonight's game, Greg, I think this is why they – try to protect the quarterback so much because <laughs> when it's a primetime game with Mariota and PJ Walker, it's hard to get a lot of people excited about it. That's probably a fair statement. Yeah. We, we, we probably don't need to say much about that game tonight, Ross. What about Sunday morning? I wish I was there. Such a cool experience. The first NFL game in Germany, it's the Seahawks and the Bucks. And I'm kind of curious to to hear what you're seeing from both these teams. I mean, it's a large enough sample size, Greg, that are we ready to say Geno Smith is 
legit. Geno Smith is good. I think you kind of have to say that. They've played nine games. Um, I think we'd all be surprised now if all of a sudden Geno Smith became a poor quarterback. Could he have a bad game? Of course, that happens. But I think they do a really, really good job with their offense. They're very balanced. They use run game concepts to set up a lot of their pass game. They, they're they very efficient with play action boot, and that presents basically no read throws. Geno's been very decisive with the ball. Um, he's not really forced throws. You know, I think the other side of the ball is really interesting. The Seahawks defense has not been talked about very much, Ross, simply because of Geno Smith and how he's playing. But they've been playing extremely well. And when you look at the Bucks, the Bucks clearly cannot run the ball. Tom Brady has had more third down dropbacks than any quarterback in the NFL. That's really not something you aspire to. And those third down dropbacks, because he's a drop back quarterback playing behind still a kind of work in progress offensive line, you get into situations where there's pressure. Uh, now, I think that there may be an emerging player on the Bucks offense. When I say emerging, I don't mean he's a, an all pro star, but they've lacked really any production from the tight end this year. And I think Kate Ott in the last couple of weeks has given them the kinds of things they need because Brady has not been able to work the middle of the field effectively and consistently this year. And that's an area he's always worked exceptionally well with quality tight ends. I got a lot to say. I, I got a bunch of follow-ups, Greg. I hope you're ready. Um, no, yeah, there's this game we could talk about for 20 minutes, Ross. Well, first of all, you know, a lot of people didn't like the pick when they made it, but I love that Jordan Brooks kid for the Seahawks. He flies around yeah. lighting people up, Greg. I mean, he's, uh, you know, people said, oh, why are they doing this? He was not like a projected first round pick. I can kind of see why they did it now. I mean, he can run. Um, so he's one of the guys that jumps out to me on Seattle's defense. Here's my question, Greg. Geno Smith was not good earlier in his career. Right. What, what has changed? What is he doing now that he didn't do earlier? Because it's fascinating to me that he basically fixed it or changed it over like eight years of not really playing. Yeah, and that's a great question. And I think all you can, all I can do is speak to what he, he's doing now That because I don't remember everything in detail about him other than the fact that I think most would say in the film show that he was not a very good decision maker. Um, but I think one of the things he did in his past was check the ball down a lot. Um, he was a check down quarterback because I think he didn't see things particularly clearly. And when you don't see things particularly clearly, you end up checking it down. The other element when you don't see things clearly is you get stuck in the pocket a lot. Those two things happened early in his career. Now, those two things are not happening. He's a very decisive player right now. I think the the nature of the offense helps him um, because there's a lot of, of almost no read, one read throws. And I think that really helps him in, in being decisive because right now he's a very decisive player, Ross. He always threw the ball really well. That was never a question about Geno Smith. He's a pretty thrower of the football. Um, but they do some really nice things offensively, and they've got a run game that sets up things. And when I say that sets up things, it's not the classic, oh, they run play action so the linebackers step up. 
running the football does way more than that to defenses, as you well know, than just the simple, oh, a linebacker might take a step forward. So their offense is very balanced. They, They play with two tight ends more than any team in the NFL. They play with three tight ends a lot. So they do a lot of things that give them predictable front looks and predictable coverage looks, and that really helps Geno Smith. You also said Tom Brady's got more third down dropbacks than anybody in the NFL, as opposed to what, like third down runs or play action? No, he's just dropped back more on third down than any quarterback in the league. They've had more third down pass plays than any quarterback, you know, any team in the NFL. And you don't really want to be in that situation. Right. Uh, let's get to the Vikings and the Bills, Greg. It's Thursday morning, 7.20 a.m. Nothing official on Josh Allen yet, although Dr. Chow uh, did intimate on the Even Money podcast on Tuesday that he thinks Josh Allen will be out this week and maybe a couple weeks with that uh, UCL injury. Your thoughts on this game? Well, you know, it's funny that no one's talking about the Vikings. They're seven and one, and I don't even think they've kind of reached what they can be offensively because it's a brand new system. I think the most overlooked trade of, of the, the trading flurry was TJ Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson, to me, when he came out of Iowa, he was one of the players, and I can't remember all the players I've, I've evaluated over the years. I did not have a weakness for TJ Hawkinson. And he was in a situation in Detroit where, for whatever reason, Ross, it didn't work out, you know, in terms of volume. Um, and now he goes to Minnesota, catches nine balls. I think he will become the number two target in the Vikings offense, in addition to the fact that he's a really good inline attached blocker in the run game, and we know they run the ball. So I think that TJ Hawkinson is a really important player for this offense that will make them better. And as they continue to to learn Kevin O'Connell's offense, as Cousins gets more comfortable, because Cousins has been solid, but not great. You know, I think this offense is ascending uh, and, and will continue to ascend. But I think this is a really, really good offense overall. On the other side, you know, last week, Matt Milano did not play for the Bills. I could easily make an argument based on film study that he's the Bills' best and most important defensive player. And when he does not play, they are nowhere near as good. Wow. Why? Well, Matt Milano, to me, is one of the most complete three-down linebackers in the game. Um, And I think that he's, you know, his ability, his his athleticism, his understanding, his ability to key and diagnose – I think he's a really, really good linebacker. He's terrific in coverage. So when you, when he's not in the game, I don't think their defense is as good, and it suffers. Now, don't forget, they also were playing with their two backup safeties again, who are getting a ton of experience, and neither one is a bad player, but they're not Hyde and Poyer. Yeah, that makes a big difference. Yeah, big difference. But, um, and, and Milano, he's one of those guys that just looks like he's playing at a little bit faster speed than everybody else out there. And usually, Greg, sometimes that's just raw speed, but a lot of times it just means they see things faster. And I think that's why they look like they're playing faster. He's one of those players. Um, And, you know, I think that he's he's a critical piece. Um, You know, just one quick point. If Josh Allen cannot go, I'm very anxious. We don't know the answer to this, what their offense will look like. Will they try to run the ball more, more volume in the run game? 
because obviously they asked Josh in, in most cases to be Superman every week. I don't think they would ask Case Keenum to play that way. No, yeah, I was on Buffalo Radio yesterday. They were asking me that, and I said uh, maybe they'd run a little more, maybe a little more underneath passing. Although, Josh, and I think you had said this one week, Greg, he had done more this year of getting the yes. ball out quick and underneath stuff. I'd be curious if James Cook becomes a bigger factor in the run game. They're starting to increase his his snap count. The Lions are playing the Bears, and I guess as much as anything, I know we talked about it a little bit last week, Greg, but another really good performance by by Justin Fields. Yeah, another example of a team, I think, you know, playing to what the quarterback does well. Um, as Fields continues to grow, obviously there's design runs in their offense. Um, you know, it's interesting. Miami did a, a specific thing on third down pretty much all game except for one play. And on that one play, Fields ran 61 yards for a touchdown on third down. But, um, you know, Fields is, is still growing as a passer. Obviously, he's not there at, uh, where you want him to be as a pocket quarterback. Their their, their pass game is essentially, and, and I don't mean this in a negative way, this is the right thing to do. Their pass game is, for the most part, kind of remedial and elementary, but you can see that Fields is a more comfortable player each and every week. You can just tell that by watching him, by his body language. And he, and he, he actually throws a really good ball. So they're trying to massage him along with the pass game uh, and, and then use the strength, use his comfort level throughout the rest of the game with a lot of design runs. There's zone reads. There's, there's quarterback, other quarterback design runs. Um, and it's effective right now. You know, he's, he's almost 230 pounds, Ross. He's a big dude. You know, he's a different kind of runner, let's say, than Lamar Jackson. He's a more powerful runner than Lamar Jackson. Um, so he, he's a fascinating player to watch. I watch him every week, and he's clearly incrementally improving. And I'm really curious to see what they do with him as the year progresses. You know, one thing I think is interesting about that is I hear people saying, like, why haven't they been doing this the whole time? Because I, I think I they said that they studied during the bye week how the Bills use Josh Allen and how the Ravens use Lamar Jackson. The only thing I would say is, like, that's not how he was used at Ohio State. I mean, he would be in the gun, and it wasn't a lot of design. Run. I mean, he threw the ball all over the place at Ohio State. So well, I think that's why they didn't think, hey, we're going to have 10 carries a game. It's so funny you say that because – I went back and I just looked up his numbers at Ohio State because his last year there was the pandemic year. So you almost have to put that aside because they only played six or seven games. So, so you have to go back to the year before when they had a full slate. And, you know, obviously C.J. Stroud's the quarterback at Ohio State now, and he, he's likely to be a top five pick. And everybody's talking about his his numbers in that full season at Ohio State fields through 41 touchdowns and three interceptions. So when he came out, well, there were concerns about him, clearly, as there are with most quarterbacks coming out. Very few are pristine finished products. Really, no one is. There's always a few things that you say, hey, this is clearly needs to be worked on. The fact is, he put up the same kind of numbers that a C.J. Stroud's putting up. And, you know, he threw the ball really well. He's a good thrower of the football with a pretty strong arm. So, yeah, I mean, this is not a case where a guy came in the league and people said, oh, this guy can't throw. Let's see what we can do with him. You know, that was not the case at all. Speaking of prospects coming out, let's talk Chiefs-Jags, one of the more intriguing yeah. matchups. It felt like Trevor Lawrence took a step forward on Sunday against the Raiders, Greg. Yeah, I, uh, I thought I'm curious played, what you're seeing from him. 
Yeah, I thought he played one of his best games. Um, you know, I'm not in the in the business of now saying that this is the turning point because you just don't know. Uh, he had started the season extremely well. I thought there was clear improvement through the first three or four weeks. Then he struggled a bit. And I thought this week it was a really beautiful mix of of Doug Peterson and staff with what they did with a, with the nature of their offense and the play concepts and the throws. Um, and, and then just Lawrence being really efficient, being really decisive. Um, and he knew where to go with the ball. He clearly felt comfortable with what the, the concepts were. Um, he didn't get stuck in the pocket. He was able to make throws where he was clean because he was so decisive. And when he does that, he's a, he's a nice thrower of the football. Um, and I thought he made a couple of really good throws. So I thought this was his, arguably his best game of the year. Whether we want to say this is the beginning, we don't know. They're at Kansas City this week, so we don't know how that's going to play out. But it was a strong performance by Trevor Lawrence. It was fun to watch. It was, yeah. Chargers are at the Niners Sunday yeah. night football. Intriguing game, Greg. What will you be looking for yeah. in that one? Really intriguing game. And from what I understand, the Niners are back to pretty you know, much full health. Debo Samuel's been a full participant in practice. We saw in the last game before the bye, McCaffrey getting about 45 snaps and what he means to that offense. Um, you know, this is an offense that obviously will still play a certain way because that's what Kyle Shanahan believes. And that's what Jimmy Garoppolo is. Obviously, they're not going to be an offense that starts throwing it 40 times. It'll be the run game and they'll work off the run game. You know, in some ways, it's a similar because Mike McDaniel came from there. It's a similar offense to what the, the Dolphins run. They don't have the same level of explosiveness on the outside. And Tua is, is a little different than Jimmy Garoppolo, although they're they're more similar than people might think. Um, but, you know, I think that that's what their offense is. That's how the Niners are going to play. And they're playing against the Chargers defense that's still struggling a bit to stop the run. So I would expect the Niners to kind of look like we expect the Niners to look. I, I would agree. Yeah, and, and it's, one of the things I think is interesting about the Chargers they had like no interest in bringing back like Kaiser White yeah. or Uchenna Nwosu. Those guys are good. Like I, 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 I'm, I, I think I would love to talk to somebody out there and be like, really? Like you didn't, you didn't like Kaiser White or who led you in tackles or Uchenna right. Nwosu because they're both. I feel like excelling in their new places. Nwosu well, playing really well in Seattle. He's become one of their, you know, their dominant defenders. So I know since the show is on ESPN, Greg, that you guys always dive into the Monday night game. It's the Commanders and the Eagles. Commanders almost won their fourth game in a row. They were up by 10 in the fourth quarter against the Vikings, and Heineke had a pretty bad interception. What will you be looking for in this one? Yeah, you know, to me, one of the things that's not really talked about a lot is the Eagles' defense. Um you know, I know in the last week or so that their run defense has not been exactly what they want it to be, but this defense has played well and they've got really good players at all three levels. Um, and I think their secondary is really, really a strength. Um, you know, they have Bradbury and Slay at corner. Um, I, I think Avanta Maddox could be out this week, their slot corner, but, you know, he's a good player. Um, and it's safety. I think Epps and Gardner Johnson are really good players. I think Marcus Epps is, you know, he's never talked about as being one of the better safeties in the league. I think he's 
played really well. And I, I, I liked him watching his tape going back two years, and I knew he'd be a starter at some point. You know, this is a team that does not give up a lot of big plays. They can rush the quarterback. They can rush with four. Um, you know, when you can rush with four, the teams that can do that, they can play really good defense. The Titans can do that. When you can rush with four, it gives you a lot of options in the secondary because you're playing with seven against five eligibles. Um, and so you have an advantage. It, it's, it's a numbers advantage. and You can do more things. Um, so this Eagles defense is playing pretty good. You know, offensively, this is an offense that is so efficient. They don't run a lot of plays, Ross. This is not one of those, you know, the playbook has 300 pages and what are they going to pick this week? They don't run a lot of things. They just run them really, really well. And the the fact that Jalen Hurts can be a big factor in your run game, which defenses always have to prepare for, just really enhances what they can do. He is at Greg Cosell on Twitter. He's a stud on NFL Films or NFL Matchup Show and over at NFL Films. Thank you, Greg. Thanks, Ross. And thank goodness for Simply Safe. Flying out to Denver today. I've got New Mexico at Air Force on Saturday. So if anybody has any recommendations for anywhere I should eat or have a beer in Colorado Springs the next two nights, please let me know. Anyway, while I'm away, I know my family will be safe because of Simply Safe. And right now, you guys can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. Here's why I love it. Really peace of mind as much as anything, right? Like when I'm not there, I know, okay, we've got the security system on. We're all set there. I know my family's safe. And then even when I come home or we come home after I've been away and the alarm's still on, you know, nobody's been in your house. There's a reason why Simply Safe's best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report. That's their third year in a row. It costs less than a dollar a day. And this is one of those things that if you, if you don't have one, you probably don't really know what you're missing in terms of peace of mind. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I personally recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash Tucker today. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. It's simplysafe.com slash Tucker. There's no safe like Simply Safe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tucks takes. All right, Ross. We'll start off with Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll trading barbs about wearing a wristband. It is very clear that these guys did not part on good terms and that these guys had an issue with each other. Pete Carroll was talking about Geno Smith and how well the offense is playing and said he felt like one of the reasons was because he wears a wristband with the plays that helps him 
you know, get signaled in faster and he gets them called faster. And Pete Carroll said there was resistance previously. Russell Wilson was asked about it. He said, we won a lot of games without a wristband. So those guys clearly don't like each other and did not end on good terms there in Seattle. Ducks takes. Dr. Chow thinks Josh Allen's out this week and likely the next couple weeks. So I, he sort of hinted at this on the Even Money podcast on Tuesday. He's at Pro Football Doc on Twitter, but there's nothing official with Josh Allen. He didn't practice yesterday. Sean McDermott, their head coach, said we'll see when he was asked about whether or not Josh will play on Sunday. But based on him not practicing and based on the reports of, you know, the nerve issue, Dr. Chow is very confident. He's like over 95%. You can listen to exactly what he said. The clips are posted to at Ross Tucker pod on social and, uh, you know, Instagram and Twitter. And I actually retweeted it as well. So you can check that out. But it seems pretty clear that he his record's like over 95% correct in these predictions. So certainly something to keep in mind might be a good time for Bills fans or anyone to drink some Labatt Blue Light. You know I love Labatt Blue Light. You know I love Buffalo. You know there's no better way to watch your team on game day than with the pristine Canadian goodness of a cold Labatt Blue Light in your hand. Stock up. Get in your fridge, get ready for tailgates, high school football, college football, NFL, certainly at your house in your fridge so you can share a Labatt on game day with your crew. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Tuck's Takes. Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford is in concussion protocol. Not good. Not good at all. You know, when someone goes in concussion protocol, like on a Wednesday, that means they had symptoms that they experienced maybe Tuesday or whatever. And it makes it a lot tougher for them to clear the protocol because there's like four steps to clear the protocol to be able to play. So I don't know. I'd have to, that's another one where I'd have to ask Dr. Chow, but Sounds like it might be tough for Stafford to clear the protocol in time for Sunday's game against the Cardinals. Ducks takes. Titans rookie wide receiver Traylon Burks was designated to return to practice. So, you know, interesting. Some of the quotes from Tannehill didn't totally sound like he's going to play this week, but they're just quotes, and maybe he's doing that on purpose even though Dr. Chow had said on the Even Money podcast that he does think Tannehill, there's a good chance Tannehill plays this week. I guess we'll see. But, you know, the way that Titans have been playing, you add Tannehill and you add Traylon Burks, who was doing some good things before he got hurt. 
now the Titans might have something. They don't need a ton from their receivers. They just need a few plays a game. Titans might be a force to be reckoned with again. Ducks takes. Jets and move Elijah Moore to slot receiver while the Packers claim safety Jonathan Abrams. I feel like Elijah Moore should have been uh, a slot receiver the whole time. That's what he dominated with at Ole Miss. I'm a little confused as to why he wasn't. And especially after you get Garrett Wilson to have him outside and you have Denzel Mims outside, it makes all the sense in the world to put Elijah Moore in the slot. As for Jonathan Abram, it's interesting that the Packers claimed him. Obviously, you know, Rich Bisaccia is the special teams coordinator in Green Bay, and he was with Abram the last couple of years in the Raiders in, in, in Las Vegas. So I talk about lifelines all the time. Bisaccia obviously knows what Abram can bring to the table and, and likes it and said, hey, let's let's claim this guy. Ducks takes. We got a game tonight, Ross, with the Atlanta Falcons at the Carolina Panthers. Who are you taking and why? So, I I like the Falcons. You know, I really don't know what to expect from the Panthers. They had had two pretty good performances in a row, right? They beat the Bucks. I still can't believe that that happened. By the way, twenty-one-three, they beat the Bucks. What a terrible, terrible loss for the Bucks. But then they even played pretty well. You know, against the Falcons in that loss that they lost in overtime, they missed a couple of kicks. That would have been a win. But last week against Cincinnati, the Panthers were dreadful. I don't know this, but off the top of my head, I feel like every Falcons game has been a one-score game. And what, they've won four, they've lost five, but they've all been right there, one-score games. I kind of feel like the Falcons get – Get to 500 tonight, five and five, which is pretty good. Seven games to go, considering a lot of us, maybe myself included, didn't know if the Falcons would win five games all year. Tip of the cap to Arthur Smith for what he's done. I like Atlanta to get it done tonight. Probably, well, I don't have that much faith in Carolina to score that many points. I don't know, 24-20, 23-20, something like that. I'll take the Falcons. I'll also take getting nice TV without the high prices and the endless contracts. Sling is your most valuable option when it comes to finding your favorite channels with the best deal for sports, news, and entertainment. You know where you can watch every touchdown live every Sunday afternoon with NFL Red Zone on Sling. For a limited time, Get Sling Blue and add on Sports Extra with NFL Red Zone for half off your first month. Regular $46, now only $23. You get the best deal on Red Zone, so you can catch all the touchdowns at the lowest prices with Sling TV. Visit sling.com slash DraftKings to sign up today. Got some shout-outs always at the end of the show. For some of the businesses that some of you guys have, which I love, BackOfficeScheduler.com, Vision Comics with an X, Evergreen Economics, Go-Bangles.com, SteakhouseSports.com, HumanHeadNYC.com, Sportaculture, and Pizza 
Boy Brewing. And of course, myfrontpagestory.com. Get one of these stories for a loved one now before you forget. Tomorrow, I'll recap tonight's game and give you my picks for every other game in the NFL. Everything else is posted now. College draft, fantasy feast, business sports, even money. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.